0: Is she someone you could tell your secrets to? She's not a person, but she's getting more personal than ever. Could she change our real relationships? This is Device and Virtue.
1: Hey, welcome back to device and virtue where we argue the wrongs and rights of technology and faith in everyday life I'm Chris I'm here in Chicago and I'm
0: Adam and we are talking about the soothing voice of Siri oh Adam so soothing Chris do you think do you think that our listeners have like this perception of who we are what we look like based on our voices <laughs> that, that's interesting do, do you think they have like a, a picture like mo- most of most of the people listening are probably just our friends. But <laughs> there, might, there like are a four, couple of strangers, friends, I think. Yeah. Our four friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, two of which is us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's two more. other people. But like, do you think they have like uh, a, a picture of who we are as people? That's like, really how, how tall we are and like... What color our hair is, and
1: okay. How about I tell you what I think your voice <laughs> says about you? No, so so we have, and you tell me what you think my voice. Not, says not, about
0: not I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's a, we'll, we'll be arguing about other things
1: then. I will say that your voice is a little lower than mine. You think so? Usually, okay. Although you remember that one episode we recorded where your voice was like ten times lower. Yeah, you like had a call yeah season
0: something. one. Uh, yeah. It was like episode seven or eight. But yeah. I don't know.
1: I feel like that makes you people think of you as more. Uh, I don't know, a s- uh, solemn, <laughs> sober.
0: sober, like the sober voice of reason is what yeah. I would like to, <laughs> yeah. people to think.
1: And I'm the hyper voice of passion. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, and we have a
0: friend. She thinks that I sound like an, like Alan Alda, which He's I, I'm Alan kind of okay Alda, with that. Like. Alan Alda. I don't oh, know. Yeah. He, he, was like was, a mash. he was on mash. Yeah. That's yeah. all I know.
1: Well, how are you doing a reference from like the seventies? Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Hey man. The seventies were a good decade. I didn't see any of it.
1: So the whole reason we're talking about voice <laughs> is that you brought this article from the Atlantic about yes. Fascinating voice article. control of technology.
0: Yeah. Judith Shulovitz. She wrote an article, uh, called Alexa. How will you change us? Okay. And yeah, we, when I read this, I was like, we have to talk about this. Uh, it was so fascinating. Um, People have Alexas and Series and Amazon Echoes and
1: are there others? <laughs> well, the Amazon Echo is the, uh, Amazon is the Alexa. The Echo has Alexa. Uh, yeah, and Google the, the Google the Google Voice. voice. Yeah, so I've got. Right. Um, we're uh, we in just want co- right right to we want to cover the waterfront We're
0: endorsing all of these, and and they're sponsoring us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're Apple, getting there. We're getting yeah, there. They're all they're all sponsoring. Yeah, us. and I've
1: got a Google, and I've got three Alexa units, and then, of course Siri and the iPhone and iPad <laughs> units. I have no units.
0: Mm. Um, I am my my are unitless. Yep, I'm unitless. <laughs> my apartment is unitless, but. You said, you said you talked to your sister about this recently.
1: That's true. Well, I mean, everyone's getting these voice units. Uh, my sister has three kids. Those are my nieces and nephew. And, uh, they got one like two years ago and the kids were, the kids were, you know, like four, six and eight at the time, essentially. And I was just talking to her on the phone today and I, and she said, what are you going to talk about? I was like, Oh, we're talking about voice and technology. And she said, "You remember that I don't let the kids call Alexa, Alexa." Oh I was like, yeah. What do you mean? She goes, "Well, there's a switch that you can toggle. Like you know, you can set a setting that makes it so it just responds to a computer."
0: Oh, yeah? Like you just call it computer. So, so she's, it's, like, it's like Radiohead. You just say, okay, computer. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay.
1: Or like Captain Picard on the Starship Enterprise, um, <laughs> which I feel like you didn't watch because I instantly would get that reference. Computer, um, fire, photon, <laughs> torpedoes. The uh, She tells it, and so she said it right away. She didn't even tell them that Alexa is a thing. I think they later learned from their friends, like, oh, wait, there's a different thing oh, here. But she just taught them we'd call it computer, and the reason she did that is she thought that a voice assistant the voice interaction would feel too personal.
0: If it had a name?
1: Yeah. And so she wanted her kids to be able to ask facts and play music, and lots of kids do this these days, but she didn't want it to be so personal. And I think the thing that this whole article that you brought up is, is voice control feels really personal.
0: Yeah, so personal, in fact, that in 2017, a million people wanted to marry Alexa. They proposed marriage uh, wait they said I, that to her <laughs> i guess you know alexa do you want to marry me and uh you know i think they're probably joking uh, yeah yeah, right, right. but what does she say but oh wait yeah she says uh we're we're at pretty different places in our lives literally i mean you're on earth and i'm in the cloud <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah 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 that's good and it's clever. That's a, that's a put those, down those clever programmers yeah, over yeah, at
0: right. amazon right but, I mean, no, you're right. They do get really serious uh, and and quite personal in the ways that they're interacting with these assistants.
1: Yeah, for instance, like I know um, she brought up that people tell the assistant that they're lonely. They'll just say to like Siri or Alexa, like, I'm lonely. Which that is really seems, crazy, right? It Seems
0: kind of strange. I mean, w- we think of Siri as like this, this search assistant like, yeah, Siri, help me find something. Right, right, right. But I guess in this case, it's like, Siri,
1: help me find some friends. I, and uh, I think, you know, you it's hard to imagine, like, you wouldn't type I'm lonely into a Google search bar. Right. I guess, right. You'd be like, yeah. That you, seems just strange. It was you, there's nothing to search for. Like I'm lonely is a more it's personal, a emotional expression. But people, according to stats, are saying this to their assistants, or they're saying things about um being depressed or suicidal to yeah. the point where yeah, Amazon announced that they had to like have a way they they programmed responses for mm-hmm. depression and suicide, saying like, hey, would uh like I'm sorry you're feeling that way. You're not alone. There are people that can help. Uh, maybe you should call a friend or a doctor and they even, and then it will give you the phone number for a depression suicide line. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I think is great. I, yeah. You know, absolutely. it's, it's great that they're aware of that, but I think it's, it's highlighting just how personal people are willing to get with uh, a device. Now, I mean, people were doing this when they were searching for things too. They would, they would go into incognito mode and search for whatever And (laughs) yeah, and 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 Google knows what we're searching for more, uh, more personally than a lot of our friends. And in this case, uh, these voice assistants might be gathering data about how we're feeling and what we're thinking because we're willing to say it in a way that we wouldn't necessarily say to someone. Even close to us, necessarily. I think it
1: does have a big effect. Like the voice. I mean, you and I are talking with voice. We obviously use a combination of sight and language and voice to voice all the time. But it's really personal to sort of correspond with things. And it, and uh, you know, speech uh, makes us treat things as if they have a mind. You know, <laughs> like yeah. and so yeah, uh, right? Yeah, they
0: have this interiority to them.
1: Interiority yeah, Good is a big word. <laughs> I feel like that's from that's like a language that from Walter Ong. Uh, that yeah. Jesuit priest, professor that I always like to bring up. Oh yeah, he's great. I love this because the article you sent quoted him. I was like, yeah, someone else <laughs> knows who this is. Walter um, I'm getting some props. But he talks about that idea of, yeah, the voice being linked to our our, our insides, our personality, our consciousness. The voice is like primevally linked to that. And mm-hmm. the, when we're doing building these computers that use voice as opposed to clickety-clickety-click or mm-hmm. touch the screen or that kind of stuff, it's way more sort of interior-like. You feel like that thing yeah. is there.
0: Yeah. You're right. It's 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 a big jump from using a mouse, using a touchpad, using a keyboard, um, using a touch screen. I mean, all of those like we we've we've progressively moved towards a, a a greater intimacy with our with our machines, with our devices. And one of the things uh that Judith Schulevitz points out in the article is that um, machines give us a way to reveal shameful feelings without feeling shame, and that to Whoa. me is that to me is really fascinating and and really kind of heartbreaking to me. Um, I know, I know, I know personally that for me, a lot of growth has happened when I've been able to reveal shameful things to a person and to find acceptance love care tenderness from them and that has brought so much healing for me care about you man thanks <laughs> and yeah and and yeah and, for sure and i wonder if if we're moving you know moving toward these machines as a way to feel as, as a way to sort of confess what we're feeling
1: does that really work? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if I would sit and talk. You know, I, I the, the joke about people asking it to marry somebody, yeah. that makes sense. Someone even saying, I'm lonely, maybe just in a moment where they're just, you know, they sigh, sit down on the couch and just sort of say it to the assistant. I could sort of see that happening occasionally. But it's really hard for me to imagine someone really opening up to a voice assistant. But the technology that she starts citing that you brought up, like, it starts citing all these things that are going to make this, more realistic to do that like for instance like the ability for these assistants to detect emotional our our moods Mm -hmm. like that's a thing now right right
0: right. yeah it's it's again it's it's this progressive move of the machine towards a greater intimacy with the individual um and 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 it's interesting because voice is a very intimate way of interacting i mean you can when you whisper with someone, that's a very intimate uh, way of interacting. Um, and and when you speak, it's not it's it's not just something abstract that's happening. It's it's something coming from within you, representing something about you that that is inside you, not outside you. Um, and and that so you know our inside is 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 moving out and it's
1: moving towards in this case a machine but i i was reading that that there you know with lie detection and other mood kind of things that our voice is one of our harder things to control that we can control our facial expressions like you know keep smiling (laughs) or sort of show calmness on our face but that there are micro variations in our voice that even if maybe a human doesn't always pick it up Mm -hmm. um That someone attentive to that, it's detectable that it is so interior that whether we're anxious yeah, or whether we're like the other emotions we might be feeling are going to come through on that voice. And that's some of the what they're trying to do with this emotional detection stuff is that uh, it's relying on this idea that the voice is really connected to our person and it's going to come through. Mm -hmm. And then an AI (laughs) can hear the recordings of that. And start going, uh, you know, you might be really angry. They were actually talking about this. They're experimenting for like cars, like auto-driving cars. If you're too angry to drive, not just too drunk to drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right? By detecting <laughs> the variations in your voice. I'm
0: sorry. We're going to pull over here.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Which, which is really, and in in, so I liked this concept. Okay, you were trying to pronounce this earlier, this word. Prosody. Yes, you got it. Prosody, like it's this—it's the vocal signature that gets carried in our voice. That isn't our words, isn't our sentence structure. It's just the tone, the rhythm, the pitch, Mm -hmm. the way we pronounce. It's like almost (laughs) like a digital fingerprint or something.
0: Do you think virtual assistants could mispronounce a word? They mispronounce names, actually. Now that I think about it, they might mispronounce like "so and so is calling," but it's like they just mess it up. Yeah,
1: they mess things up all the time. You mean like in the future like they'll mispronounce... I
0: don't know. I don't know about the future.
1: I think they mispronounce now all the time.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I'm totally derailing. That that, that just came to mind because we were trying to figure out how to say prosody and I mean... (laughs) Would would the virtual assistant know how to say that just intuitively? Well, Maybe.
1: Can we just say what we did to check the word? I did put. I, <laughs> you googled the, 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 it, right? I, I googled for it and pressed the pronunciation <laughs> thing right before we hit record, uh, so we knew. So we, we asked the assistant for the pronunciation. Yes, it worked. Yes, it did <laughs> work. But the prosody idea is really fascinating mm-hmm. because it has to do with that, um, I don't know, personal identity. We can tell voices. Um, I I was talking to our friend earlier today who's a pastor, and he said he was doing a children's sermon. And one time he decided to do a children's sermon by calling the children up front. And he asked one of the kids that was like three years old to close his eyes. Okay. And then he just had other people. He had people in the audience in the church say the kid's name out loud to him from where they were sitting or something. Okay. That's interesting. And and, and like four different people say it. uh, and they he asked he asked the kid who is that and first he uh, pointed to somebody that, um you know th- th- just in the church but the kid the kid was like oh, I don't know who that uh, is yeah you know? some unknown but then like he pointed to like you know his dad and right. he instantly goes dad you yeah, know yeah, and yeah. He has his eyes closed he can tell that voice instantly uh, right interesting we have so much identity wrapped up on yes. Yeah. yeah it's really interesting and and
0: she brings up this this aspect um, really well in this article. Um, and just what, what a voice means, not, not what it says, not what it means by what it says, but what the voice means. And what I, what, what she kind of points out is, um, and, and this has become kind of a, a sticking point around these virtual assistants is that typically they're, they're female voices. Um, but there's other aspects about these voices uh, as well. Um, from these voices that these assistants have, there's, they're, they're implying things about not only sex or gender, but also emotion, body type, education level, social status, um, perhaps race or ethnicity I mean all of these things are like sort things of
1: that we can hear in a voice. That we
0: hear in a voice. I mean yeah, right? yeah, you know I've I've called service numbers and gotten various different types of people, women, men, uh, people of other ethnicities and I you know just from their voice, you know, from their accent, you know, I, I learned things about them um and and they represent themselves in a certain way, and and so,
1: and, and I it think, probably creates biases in, yeah, you know, too, I right? think and so. yeah too, right? Stereotypes or prejudices, right? Because we all hear voices they link to prejudices or racism, right? Or assumptions we have about age, right? Or gender or things in us, yeah. And that really communicates a lot too. And then it's there's stuff going on inside of us. And
0: so yeah, there's there are all these biases going on, and these devices. These virtual assistants, um, I'm sure that the these corporations have have tailor made these voices to be as unbiassable, um, as un- unlikely to be you know subject to prejudice. But I think that's privileging a certain kind of voice, yeah, a certain think, kind yeah, of person. Yeah, totally. Uh, they are talking uh, about
1: sort of having that young, sort of spunky yeah, woman. Yeah. Sort of like they were, they were describing different, like uh, uh, one of the teams at Alexa, uh, at Amazon, yeah. uh, that we were talking about, we want this. Like uh, in the older days, they said they want more of like a butler to an older guy yeah. voice, you know? And now the trusted voice is sort of like a, a spunkier, younger woman. Yeah. Uh, it's not feels ask Jeeves unquote- anymore. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right, 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 right. It's ask uh, well, Lexi. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. And that and that seems to have, like they, they've done research for that and decided that's. But of course, is that covering everybody too? Probably not. Right. I'm sure not everyone thinks that.
0: Right. And and it it, I think I think it's it's right to question like why are we privileging young women over older men? Why are we priv- privileging sort of. This sort of suggestion of ethnicity over a different
1: suggestion. An MIT Technology Review cited recently, um, what is it? Just a week or two ago, that um, that the UN just released a report on the rise of gendered AI, and that if we create all these voice assistants that start with a woman, are we assuming that the women are the one that go, are the ones that help us, the ones that oh oh that's the helper, it's a woman, the servant, you know, which uh, obviously is is horrible. And, uh, but that could do that. Now, I assume we're going to respond, you know, companies will respond to that and they'll probably create all these options yeah. for different types of voices. And now the technology, uh, just like. A few weeks ago also Apple announced, you know how they used to do these voices? And even from the mm-hmm. beginning of Siri, they had a woman that recorded that. Like, like they, an actual person. Yeah, a voice actor. She just recorded tons and tons of things, right? And they yeah. had to put it together and then they strung it together. Now we're starting to and you've heard synthetic voices. I mean, when you and I were younger, synthetic voices were like weren't I mean, they were they were understandable, but they never you would never mistake them for yeah. a person.
0: Teddy Ruxpin. Is the one that comes to <laughs> mind for me.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Deep cut. Yeah, deep cut. Um Thanks.
1: that was like a talking teddy bear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You put like a tape inside it. I think it, they had a it tape was weird yeah. No, you're right.
1: Uh but I was even thinking like when you can make your computer early on like say things. Yeah. You know, but it would sound like a metallic yeah. sort of, you know, whatever. You've got mail. <laughs> I think that was probably <laughs> that was a, recorded. That was recorded too. too. Mm. The, I feel, but now they're just turning a corner. I mean, Apple really was just sort of there playing the Siri that we've had, and this new Siri they're going to release like this fall. Oh yeah, and the new Siri is fully AI generated, and it has this. It sounds like a woman in every way, but it's not someone recording it. It's just the computer generating it, and that's mm-hmm. been a tough nut to crack. But so that that has that
0: C- wait, creating it has this
1: like it has pro- prosody prosody yeah. <laughs> first <laughs> so I mean that's amazing we're getting to the point where we can generate any voice we want like synthetically so uh, so getting back to the also the gender and sexuality and race and bias question we'll be able to generate all these questions you know do you want to with, with yeah. this accent and this age and this and this ethnicity? But, um, that's really interesting because what do we select? Yeah, and what does that show about us? Yeah,
0: I mean, th- <laughs> all of those options then become data points that are that these corporations have about us. And I would guess that over time, they're going to see patterns in what kind of options people choose, and then what they are talking about and what they're searching for and what they're purchasing. Yada yada yada. Yeah,
1: what does it say about you, Adam? That I assume you you still use the Siri female default voice. Is that the one you use? I,
0: I don't use Siri on my phone.
1: That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you're, you're Adam, trying guys. to process it's that, right? <laughs> yes. You're like, you're like,
0: how how does he live in the world?
1: You know what? I actually only use it when I'm driving. Because people, it's really yeah. helpful for hands-free. Oh but, man, Siri's so helpful. Uh, shut up!
0: Just such. I mean, but just, I actually switch his.
1: Always there. I said his because I actually switch him to like I use the it's British not a, the British guy voice. It's not a person, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sort of like that better. But what does it say about us? No idea. Yeah, it's 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 ah. actually going to get complicated.
0: Yeah, but they'll the, these corporations are going to tell you Seriously. what it t- what it says about you.
1: So what do you think, Adam, with this very personal voice thing, but this ability for us to instantly connect all this knowledge with it? Is voice control of a computer uh, a vice or a virtue? <laughs> I mean, um, this isn't the vice or virtue. It's yeah. something much dumber. But I mean, like, really, like... <laughs>
0: uh, yes. That's... I mean, I think. I think the more interesting question to me is... How is this impacting and shaping our relationships to both ourself and to others? Right. You know, as we talked about earlier, like if I'm debriefing my day with Siri or a virtual assistant in my car and and I'm doing it shamelessly, and rather than doing it with a friend or a partner. At the end of the day, um, how 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 is my relationship with them made deeper or shallower as a result of that?
1: Sure. And what if the assistant is sort
0: of a better listener? Yeah. Yeah. They ask such meaningful questions, right? And in the, the tone of the voice is perfect.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's just. It's. I would this, think that would damage, the soothing voice. Wouldn't that damage our relationship with uh, with someone?
0: I mean, maybe. But I also think, like, because uh, you don't have that intimacy. Well, but I also think, um, didn't didn't I do this when I was just like journaling my thoughts? When I took time to like sit down, journal out my thoughts, mm-hmm. reflect on them. But now instead, mm-hmm. I have like this
1: interactive voice journal. This interlocutor,
0: another Ooh, big word wow, today. Wow, we, we got prosody. We got yeah, interlocutor. Yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah. That I'm interacting with, and but it's it's drawn from all this research on what kinds of questions you should ask someone who's depressed or angry or whatever. Right. You know, it's it's sort of this broad r- resource, this cloud-based resource that's that asking ho- you, that you these that. personalized questions.
1: And you, and I, it is a common criticism to sort of. Uh, talk about, you know, oh, well, that thing will come in and replace the human and that technology will come in and replace the human and damage that. But, I mean, it's not actually totally how we work, right? Humans, usually we distinguish between the technologies and the human yeah. things. Like, the, um, I mean, even when the, there was a, one of the designers in that article from from the Google Voice Assistant, the expert that's controlling that, said she goes, all the assistants should be able to speak like a person, but should never be, pretend to be a person. Mm-hmm. And that's like rule number one. and it seems like we. Uh, I could see that. Like, uh, oh, I'm going to just offload on this machine, so I don't offload on my friend. Yeah. Or my spouse. And yeah. Like, I know the difference,
0: and I. I can see some value there. Um, maybe they're not going to get the brunt of my, you know, anger, or, um, or maybe I'll get to the bottom of why I feel frustrated or stressed, so that I can kind of, you know, provide them with a conclusion. But there's also something meaningful and intimate in the process of getting there like there's a, that when i when i share what i'm thinking you learn about how i think about things not just what i think but how i think and that's that's meaningful I and valuable The assistant is learning how you're thinking about things as yeah you talk well, to it that's too. true and then but but then they're, they're when they get good enough my cynical self says they're leveraging that for you know their own financial gain oh absolutely um Whereas and, and so that becomes an economic exchange in some way, whereas like love is not an economic exchange like that. And so when individuals are learning how one another processes and they're learning to engage with each other in that process, that's a different kind of understanding and it's it's coming out out of a place of connection, not out of a place of economic interest.
1: So when you sent this article, I also got thinking about the role of the voice and just in our relationship to God and in the word of God. You know, what does voice mean to us? We're talking about it being very personal and uh and the
0: word of the Lord came to Ezekiel in the third year of Uzziah the king. <laughs> wow, wow.
1: Exactly, actually. The, the voice has such a critical role in Scripture. The voice is the voice of God in so many places. And even sort of that logos, the word of God, sort of we think about it maybe as the, the logic or the structure, but it's also like the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah,
0: God spoke, yeah. let there be light.
1: And, and and that's a an action and a and a voice at the same time. This sort of uh, in this um, in the word of God, but the Bible, right, is always. Really, for the history of the church, we sometimes you know think about this as sitting down with our Bible and having a quiet time in the corner, and we're sort of silently reading, reading this yeah. Yeah, this reading thing, yeah, but privately the church, to myself with the church for most of time, as you know, and I know I've told this to you before, like you know, like is the <laughs> is thought about scripture as more like recorded sound. Like the because most people don't read right in the history of the what do you church. mean recorded sound like the same thing as uh, an MP3 player that would record and then like you'd play it back like the book a book because most people couldn't read people don't just walk up to books and like read it themselves. There needs to be someone that hits play on that book, and that's a reader. And five or ten percent of the population can read. A lot of time is the priests, and so in a church, if they have the Bible up in front, and they might not even have all the books of the Bible at different points, that the reader walks up to because it's so valuable. Walks up to the book, opens it to the reading. Kind of what Jesus
0: does in the temple with Isaiah, and
1: yeah, like opens um, the
0: scroll, finds Isaiah.
1: Exactly. Of course, for the Jews, they have a lot higher literacy there. But they're voicing the voice of God. They're voxing is the, you know, sort of, you sort of, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's you know, vox is voice in Latin. And then theologians will talk uh-huh. about the the very ipsisimum vox of God, the very voice of God, or ipsisimum verba, the very words of God. But the verba sort of links to print, actually. It sort of thinks about like the word order, but the vox is the voice. Uh-huh. And uh, this this one story i uh, positive I've repeated to you, like I always love it though. Like Augustine, you know, St. Augustine, the you know, old famous father of the church. Four hundreds, yeah. Um a, a, 300 and 400s, exactly. Um, sees Ambrose, his mentor. He's a he's a professor in Milan before he becomes a Christian. And Ambrose he, is, yeah, uh, Augustine, Augustine is. is, yeah. Okay. Um, and Ambrose is the bishop at that time, uh, okay. Okay, he's, uh, he was actually the governor, and then he becomes the bishop. Um, and uh, mm, church and state, what <laughs> I know, no, totally different, totally different, <laughs> and um, totally different time. And Augustine walks in one day to the church to see Ambrose sitting across the room looking at the book, the Bible, and he's moving his lips. Ambrose is moving his lips, but no sound is coming out. And Augustine is like, "What's happening?" <laughs> and it's this weird thing. And what it is is that Ambrose is just silently reading. But it was such an unusual thing because normally, when you had the book, you were out louding it. That uh, that it was unusual. Augustine mentioned it. He mentioned yeah. Confessions. Like, oh, that was weird, you know. Yeah. So like, people were used to the word of God being lectern, the lector, the uh, yeah. uh, whatever that is, out loud. And that's really important. The voice, like the voice as God's voice heard as is intimate it's personal mm-hmm. it's authoritative it's yeah. like the voice it's different almost than when if it's on print on a screen or even in a book when we read it when it's said out loud yeah isn't that different
0: yeah and when and listening to it, it in the same way listening to it gets into you some way like if you're within range of hearing like it's hard to ignore it i mean you can tune out and kind of get lost in your own thoughts i know i do when i hear scripture read but i do that when i hear a sermon once in a while and i that happens at other times during the service but but it's there and and someone's speaking it and they are uh they're sending it from from almost within them they're kind of the the channel through which the the bible is being made into an event that we hear and, and it's it's yeah, going really. into us. In, um,
1: in our at our church, I don't know how yours is, um, you know, sometimes people will, will do scripture readings from up front and uh, sometimes people will all pull out like either the bulletin or pull out a Bible and like try to read along with it, you know, like when someone's reading up front. I actually never do that. Mm-hmm. And I think people think I'm like less of a Christian or something. Oh, you are. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah, well, we got all that. But like what I'm actually doing is I close my eyes and listen to the person reading yeah. it because yeah. I have this sense of, because because I like the history of the church on this and I like this sense of the emphasis of the voice of God. Yeah. And for me, that voicing is a really important way to hear the scripture. I have other times and days of the week that I can read it silently, mm-hmm. but the voice is really intimate and really personal and really authoritative.
0: So Ambrose had lips, but no voice. No, sound was coming out. Alexa has no lips, but sound is coming out.
1: Oh wow. Wow. So but I mean what Dude, we so, should create our own Christian line of voice assistants <laughs> that are uh, just like does uh, like Christian mingle or oh, um, or whatever that Christian YouTube you is. Know it's what is that thing happen. called? The uh, God, tube. God Tube. God tube. We should create our own Christian and they, they could be called um, they could be called Ambrose. We could, Ambrose. Use, Ambrose. We could be exactly <laughs> exactly. Hey Ambrose, what's the weather today?
0: Oh <laughs> uh, Bless you, son. For <laughs> you have asked of the Lord the right thing. Okay. No. Um, no, but uh, so w- what? How does this? How does the Alexa? How does the voice assistant? I mean, what? What if the voice assistant is is voicing God's word? I mean, is the audio Bible like the 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 natural state of? what scripture, how scripture should be. I think be. there's
1: something there. I think you're bringing up a really good point. Like for instance, version the a lot of the other popular Bible things are making, and I think we, when yeah. we were at Bible Tech recently, their Logos was talking about whether they're going to add stuff to a voice assistant. Oh yeah. Right? Remember okay. that? Um, like the, so I think the Bible manufacturers are making things that will work with these voice assistants. What's really interesting is what if it gets past the idea where it just reads it aloud to you, but more that you could like interact.
0: Mm. We've talked about With this. With the yeah. voice
1: of the Lord, almost yeah. like it's like scripture but yeah. you could interact about yeah. that. Yeah. You, that you be could you could maybe
0: like um query it and say, you know, hey, uh hey Alexa, I I'm feeling really depressed today. I need I need some scripture to kind of encourage me.
1: She's just going to give you that I know the plans
0: I have for you says the Lord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the most often misquoted verse in the Bible. Okay. <laughs>
0: I mean that could totally happen. Yep. Um, you know, it is that how by is that how Christians should reappropriate virtual assistance.
1: Related, but not like exactly the same thing. The other thing that stood out to me in that article was um that judith wrote about the about the assistants well i loved this she was talking about the assistants and she said with their perfect cloud-based memories they will be omniscient and with their occupation of our most intimate spaces they'll be omnipresent
0: whoa that's loaded
1: it's very god language right yeah Um, omniscient and omnipresent that's like imminence and transcendence yeah you know yeah whoa
0: yeah i i want to push back on that a little bit i the omniscience, I, I get where she's coming from in saying that. And I think there is a, an aspect wherein we see the internet and we see these devices that are connected to the cloud and artificial intelligence and all that. And we think, is there any question that they don't know the answer to? They seem to
1: yeah. Everything. Yeah. How do you make carrots? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. Not a good, not a good question. <laughs> How do you tie your shoe? Yeah. I don't know,
0: <laughs> but I heard, I heard this quote and, uh, I have to share it here. Um, Alexa can tell us how to build a nuclear bomb, hmm. but it can't tell us when to use it. Yeah, sure. And I think I that's, think that's that's, like, that's a that's profound and that's morals. a profound difference. Yeah, sure. And I have I have to give uh, credit where credit is due.
1: Yeah, where's the quote?
0: This comes from George Ridgway. My your, dad. Your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I heard him say it, and I was like, "I got to write that down." I I think I put it in my phone at that point. Uh, wow. I mean, I, I just because I was like, "Yes, that's absolutely right." And where where are we going for wisdom, not just knowledge? Can we go to Alexa for wisdom? Can we go to Siri for wisdom?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure, right? Well, speaking of wisdom, it's actually the time. Near the end of a podcast <laughs> for Adam, vice or virtue.
0: All right. All right. Hit me.
1: And well, I was thinking uh, that right at the top, we're thinking about what do people think we look like <laughs> um, from our voices, right? What, what does our voices tell about what we look like? Uh, there's a big app that's really popular in the last few days about what people look like. <laughs> I don't think you've probably even seen this, but maybe you have face app. It's face app, face app, vice or virtue. Oh my gosh, <laughs> You, you it, know what I'm talking about, right? Uh-huh. The app yeah, that like you can take a yeah. picture of it and then it can instantly make you look really old. Oh man. I, yeah, I
0: saw this on Facebook this morning and I, I just, I was like, Oh no.
1: All my friends are posting uh, old it's photos. So, of
0: it's so, yeah. So if, if you, if people don't know it, it, Will age you up or age you down? Right? It'll take a picture of you.
1: Yeah, make you look like Justin Bieber when he was like five. Yeah. yeah,
0: or or make you look like uh, who was it? Who did you look like? I don't know. Oh, I Alex look, Trebek. I
1: look like Alex Trebek. <laughs> you look like Alex Trebek. Time. All right, everybody. I want you to imagine <laughs> that Chris
0: is Alex Trebek from Just now a lot on. Younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I I thought immediately like this will be used against us. <laughs> no no question no question it will <laughs> wait, be used wait. against us
1: <laughs> like in like nuclear war like uh yeah uh, probably they're gonna, they're gonna post your old photo on like a bulletin board and yeah,
0: shame you I, yes, I don't know I mean
1: you can you can talk to a, a voice assistant about your shame it'll be fine. yeah
0: yeah well uh I mean for, just because I am absolutely uh a conspiracy theorist about this kind of thing it oh, is gosh. a vice. <laughs> No question. And by the and by the way, I always wear sunglasses. So that's what people can imagine when they when they look at me. I'm imagining they, it right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm wearing uh, sunglasses. That's people. so
1: ridiculous. I think this app is cool. Uh the rumors <laughs> that they're sending all our data to Russia, I think, are probably overblown. <laughs> um but the uh, uh, which is which is the other reason why you think it's probably a vice, right? <laughs> yes, yes, no, yes. it has nothing to do with <laughs> Russia. <laughs> um, I think, dude, I think these AIFs are just going to get better. And like, I mean, it's really cool. It's like modifying sort of like wrinkles in your face and adding sort of hair color. It can also do other things that people aren't, aren't posting about, like it can change like the background and stuff. But it's like very very intelligent to do it. I think it, it's it's cool usage. I think it's also sort of fun to project forward what someone might look when they're like older or younger so Chris it's
0: fun but you know what happens it starts as a toy then it becomes a tool and then it becomes environmental and then it becomes an environment
1: and then we'd all just do it without thinking about it we like walk to our bathroom mirrors and say hey what do I look like 10 years from now and just does it mirror mirror on the
0: wall Who's the fairest of them all? And that clearly, Alex Trebek,
1: or a guy with sunglasses. And that clearly, in the movie, was a virtue. So that's what. (laughs) Not true. But I'm going. That turned out well. I'm going with virtue. I think the app's awesome. Not a chance. Uh, For now, I love the conversation about voice. I like that everyone gets to listen to our voices.
0: (laughs) Uh, I have to listen to your voice (laughs) plenty.
1: (laughs) And it'll it'll be good to do do it again in the future, man. I'll see you next time. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, let's keep the conversation going. I think it's an argument. Okay. Tweet to us at device virtue. And for links and show notes, check us out at deviceandvirtue.com.
0: And do leave us some love by rating us on iTunes. Yeah, please do. This episode was brought to you in part by The Better Samaritan Podcast, where Jamie Ayton and Kent Annan discuss everything from simple acts of kindness to complex humanitarian challenges with their guests. Want to learn how to faithfully do good better? Find insights at The Better Samaritan.